0: the
1: fuck do you think this is amateur hour welcome to hanging loose a disc golf podcast hosted by shank dg and spicy blue today's guest jeremy london
2: Oh.
1: oh no
0: uh welcome to hanging loose podcast uh i'm shank dg with me as always is
2: Spicy boy, sorry that's yeah. so uh, fucking loud. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and for the first time ever, this episode is brought to you by Great Lakes Disc. Uh, you Absolutely, we're good friends. Yes, you can use code Hanging Loose at checkout to save ten percent and uh, help us buy some, like a fifth of a plus, uh, fifth of a disc or something. So.
2: A fifth, a f- you know, because that's the only part you really touch when it comes yeah, down right. to it. Um, but no, yes, big shout out to Great Lakes Disc for offering. Yes. To hook us up with a couple things. Um, they apparently like what we're doing. We like what they do. So it's mutually beneficial and we appreciate them for offering that. So figured I'd rep the hat. I think I had this on in episode two, but it was backwards and no one ever knew. Probably everyone just thought I was a racist. So, um uh, oh, no.
0: Red hat guy to
2: prove that I'm not. Uh, it's a Great Lakes disc hat.
0: Make Great Lakes great again.
2: (laughs) Make America Great Lakes disc. I don't know if they want that associated, probably not. Probably,
0: probably not. I mean, probably not. You know, this is their mistake for sponsoring
2: us. So, So it's my brain for just being (laughs) small and just thinking of the easiest joke to make at any given time.
0: Oh, no, it was good uh so today we have speaking of politics we have jeremy london coming on to the show
2: <laughs> oh yes it's very uh, very we will um refrain
0: from the uh politics today just because this is a disc golf podcast and damn we, right so i made uh, one
2: joke and now look our whole podcast is going to topple all,
0: and already spiraling um Brian's yeah, five so,
2: episodes i give him seven <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, Yeah, so Great Lakes offered to buy my poor ass a microphone, and in return, uh, they will help us out with, you know.
2: We will help them out. Thank you. I froze. Uh... I heard. I was there for the whole thing. (laughs) No, um, so as you know, I got this nice new ah, um, semi-professional microphone, Um, If, however much. Professionalism. Thirty five dollars buys you. Yeah, um, it, it was gifted to me for Christmas. Thanks, Dad. Um, <laughs> Actually, thanks, Dad. My dad's the one who bought me this microphone. Nice. And Papa uh, mic yeah. <laughs> spicy. spicy. That's what I call him. Papa Spicy. <laughs> that's um, good. But then this morning, Brian had messaged me from Great Lakes Disc and was like, "How much is the mic you want?" And we worked a couple things out. I sent him shanks away and they very graciously did offer to buy him a nice microphone. So they don't have to listen to him mumble in their shop anymore. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know, we'll give them shout outs. I'm sure the supply more giveaways as the years goes on a uh, year goes on only one, yeah. just like great lakes disc. Just the one. And uh, well, that's all we know for now. No contract extensions here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they've been great, and uh, we really appreciate their support. So thanks, guys.
0: Yeah, thank you so much to Papa Wolf and all the Great Lakes Disc family, um,
2: except for Crunchy. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> except for Crunchy, you and your professional streamer setup making us look bad. Right, I tried to copy oh, you know him texts a little bit I with. Got oh. Zero, I didn't get any.
0: Oh, that's okay. Did you get any from uh, leaking your own phone number onto Twitter?
2: That no one got right, which is hysterical to me. <laughs> Someone's <laughs> like, Who the heck? Like, what Choose are they talking about? Dad, my dad, Learn my phone number. <laughs> um, yeah, that was fun. I then it's so funny too. And I, I had this conversation with my lovely girlfriend, Gillian. she's downstairs. And uh, I said, You know what? I posted a picture of a disc to Twitter and it has my phone number on it. And I'm very lucky that I've not gotten a single text or phone call. Uh, but you know. I always make fun of other people for doing, and my dumbass did it myself without even paying attention. So, eggs on my face, boys. Oh, and I don't know who listens to this. I've yet to confirm a female listener other than my girlfriend.
0: Our Spotify analytics show that we have two percent female listener
2: audience listeners. So. And my girlfriend doesn't listen on Spotify, to my knowledge. So because so. she always texts me about it on Wednesday when we post to YouTube. So gotcha. she's a real she's looking out for us. Thanks. Heck thanks yeah. For
0: yeah, it's so weird. We saw that uh, picture posted by um, was it 43 East where he was chilling out on his porch and uh, had our podcast up. And I'm, it just it broke my brain that someone someone out there is actually has this on their TV and or phone. Watching us do whatever this
2: is also made my brain fall out of my ass. I was just I'm scrolling, you know, and you see the picture and you're not really paying attention to it. You're scrolling, you're like, is that me? Yeah, <laughs> not to be self-centered, but you know, you recognize yourself pretty. Yeah, I, I just was scrolling, was, like, was that me? And I scrolled back, and I was like, holy shit, no way. <laughs> so it's it's like seeing it on a computer Or like a phone is like oh that's great You know that's mm-hmm. how most people consume podcasts But like if you're going through the trouble to pull it up on your TV And watch it I don't know why that just feels extra special
0: Yeah it does It's like uh, who's going to be the first one to put us in a movie theater You know
2: Get on it Terrell you got the money <laughs> Speaking of Terrell he'll be here on For us Thursday for y'all yeah. next week
0: Waiting January 17th To see that uh, tweet was Made my day pretty well Pretty, pretty well Made my day. Um,
2: It's all right. Words are hard, bud.
0: Yeah. You know, it's (laughs) what what is a podcast? You know, you don't need to speak. Um, Right.
2: Yeah. No, it caught me by surprise as well. Um, Yeah, that was cool. I was like, oh, it's especially because when he was here for the Big Arm Challenge last month, he was like, yeah, I don't. Outside of like. I think he mentioned like one or two of the really big disc golf podcasts. He's like, I just don't. I don't really listen. And so for him to then actually come out and be like, I'm catching up so that I can be on there. I was really impressed and grateful. So yeah, thank you,
0: Terry. Absolutely. Thank you. T Millie. We'll see you on Thursday. Uh, anyways, let's get this show on the road. I'm sure we've got a little bit of time. Uh, you filmed for Terry this week, a little bit of story time.
2: Not Terry, actually, Tony. Oh, um, Tony. I was, I was pimped Is that out Terry by, a
0: mustache? by Terry.
2: <laughs> His chef boy RD persona. Like, yeah. <laughs>
1: oh.
2: <laughs> no, he's uh Tony is the media director for the NADGT, which is the National Amateur oh. Tour. Yep. And he, he was in town filming just up the road from my girlfriend's house. And um Terry initially told me, he's like, Are you free on the seventh? Because I want to loan you out to Dave Feldberg. And I was like, Oh, I'd love to work with Dave Feldberg. Um and Then he was like, let me me give you this guy Tony's number. Tony, super nice guy. Very straightforward about what he wanted. Um, I don't know that he's. I think he's an awkward laugher, because when I got to the course to film, it was 730 in the morning. It was 37 degrees outside. It at least it felt like it was 30. I don't know what the actual Mm -hmm. temperature was, but it was freezing. And all I had on him was a hoodie and jeans and some Adidas slip on shoes it was scheduled to rain that day and so I stayed on hole one I filmed all the cards teeing off on the first hole and then I went with the chase card five minutes before the chase card left it starts raining oh so I have Terry's several thousand dollar camera Mm -hmm. his mic all of his equipment and it's raining and I immediately I started losing my shit I was like it can't rain right now (laughs) um Luckily, Tony's a consummate professional. He's like, make sure tomorrow you have like a a grocery bag and some cellophane tape. Um, And I taped that camera up. And let me tell you, Tony, I love you to death. And you paid me very handsomely to do what I did. But that was a nightmare. It was 45 degrees, windy, rainy. I was trudging through the mud. I ruined a brand new pair of shoes that I just got for Christmas. (laughs) I was the most grumpy miserable a-hole I'm sure there was a gentleman named rich who teed off with the ma50 group I think very nice brought me gloves held a umbrella over my head for the first five or so holes ran to my car to get my backup batteries because I was so caught by the weather that I totally forgot to grab them and I mean he helped me out a lot and yeah. uh, round was over everything went great Tony was very happy with the footage and uh, but when I was grumbling to Tony about things, he was—he just kept laughing. And I was like, I'm not laughing at all. My God. <laughs> <This isn't laughs> like I, I was so like, how could this even happen? Um, yeah. I just got a DM. Uh-oh. So where are you sending the link? Gotcha. Oh, from see. Jeremy. I'm, yeah. Mr. You London.
0: Well, that's fine. Sorry it rained on you. and. Ruined a nice pair of shoes. Uh, I wouldn't
2: say ruined. I just really need to take care of them to get them back. Gotcha. A little little bit of TLC. Sent it, and I said we'll be ready in about fifteen twenty. So, all right. RV three loves when we handle guest interactions live on the air. Oh yeah. Now I'm also going to fix this lamp. Perfect. So. Deal with deal with that in editing. Just kidding. You do you do a lot for us and we love you very much. Yeah, thank you so much uh RB3. Or RB3. That's my bad. Um, no, RV. Are
0: you, are you yeah. fucking with me or are you fucking with him? Uh I'm fucking with you. Um <laughs> the the uh, giveaway that we're announcing at the end of the um show. Uh I told people to tell that uh, uh RB3 that they want him to be their dad. <laughs> and um they ever don't even know what
2: the giveaway is. Uh,
0: I think it's that grace. It's that blue grace. Um, yeah, you're right. You're right. And
2: uh, <laughs> uh, boy, you everyone are one kept calling it so much today. You uh, better get it together before dude, Jeremy gets I, here because I will not have it. It snowed. Get him out.
0: A literal foot. So I'm I'm taking that as an excuse. It affects me zero, but you know, <laughs> um,
2: you said it snowed a foot
0: yeah we got a foot of snow last night or and through today gross Um, yeah it's it's been a couple years since it snowed a a genuine foot uh Mm -hmm. here like we'll we'll collect that much over like a month or something but it's never done that over a day like everything shut down my my job was like if you can't make it in just forget about it (laughs) like so i i had today off and um yeah, uh, we're getting close to Jeremy, so I think we'll skip that. Maybe we'll slap that in at the end of the episode. Um, and what do uh, we slap? I'll have a quick the uh, uh, spot the player movement segment that I came up with. Yeah,
2: we can uh, toss once that in. If we get bored of Jeremy, Possibly. we can just excuse yeah, me, just, famous man, get yeah. the hell out of here. <laughs> we would never. I love you, Jeremy. Don't be mad at me. <laughs> uh, Yes, yeah, so I've got a pretty short story time. Um,
0: probably one of the craziest things that's that I've ever witnessed uh, also happened to happen as I was driving to a tournament in uh, Newton, Iowa for hooting and shooting in Newton is what they call it. Um, but uh, I was driving and it's, you know, it's I have to Iowa leave.
2: name I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: my highest rated round to date. I think it's like 923 I shot or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, But uh, on my way there, uh, I was, it's kind of like a windy back road way that Google Maps takes you. And uh, I was driving a little bit over the speed limit, like nothing crazy. And uh, this car comes flying up behind me and uh, slows down at a respectable distance. You know, he thought he was going to be the only one on the road and was speeding and then saw me. So, you know, kept a car, car length or two between us and, uh, from behind him came this truck that like was hell bent on getting wherever they were going yesterday. And, um, came flying up, tried to pass him and the car that came up to me the first time tried to like speed up to not let him pass. And they ended up having like this road rage thing behind me and I'm chilling just going like 57, you know, cause it's 55. And, uh, they both try to pass me at the same time the truck rear ends the car and they both go careening off of like a ledge and Jeez. the truck rolled like five times the car didn't roll at all but they both just went careening into the ditch and uh one of the craziest things I've I'd ever it was definitely set a tone for the tournament uh I don't know if that's the reason I shot higher maybe I need to witness more road rage to uh
2: have better ratings well, I the one time I've really ever witnessed a car accident, because it was very similar to that, is we were, I was on the way home with my wife from dinner, and, uh, ex-wife, sorry, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to confuse anybody, um, and we were in the left lane, it was two lanes, a middle lane, and then two opposite lanes, mm. so we're in the left lane, there's a car to my right, like, directly to my right, so I, there's no, movement right and i can see in my rearview mirror this is nighttime there's this guy just in and out i mean like and they're big like 1980 chevy silverado headlights the ones that are solid steel and i can see him just like in and out of traffic and i was like oh my god this guy's gonna cause an accident so he gets behind me and as i'm coming up there's still the car on my right or opposite for y'all because i'm on a camera and then (laughs) to my left coming up there's a car waiting to turn left so we're approaching them like this and he tries to go around me in the middle lane because he can't see that car yeah swerves into oncoming traffic swerves again to avoid oncoming traffic hits a guy on a bike
0: oh no
2: he's back around to the right rolls his truck like four or five times right in front i mean missed the front of my car by maybe eight or ten inches Good and lord. My girlfriend or my wife was like, Holy shit, I was like, Yeah. So he hit the girl that was because she went to turn left. Didn't see mm-hmm. him coming up because it's opposite traffic, you know? Yeah. He hit her, hit the guy in the bike, swerved back, and then rolled a bunch. So we me and my wife went to check on the girl
0: mm-hmm. because people
2: were already checking on the biker, and the dude was climbing out of the truck, just hammered. Yes. And uh yeah. I mean, it was wild. And I, that was before I ever even knew what disc golf was.
0: <laughs> That's crazy. That's that story took, I thought maybe it was gonna be like, uh, you know, rear ended someone real hard and then hit a biker. like got it at a left field.
2: Yeah. Um, all right. Jeremy should be in the next few minutes. Sweet. Um, yeah. Otherwise I haven't really
0: had a chance to, uh, froth lately. Uh, it's been Boy. real
2: cold and, uh, don't like that word, Rolf. It's just, it's like you should be wearing a sweater over your shoulders when you say it, and that's how I yeah. will forever feel about that word. Like you are saying a... it somewhat ironically, so that's understandable. Um, I, I like it
0: though. I mean, I try. Not I know take, you do take stuff too seriously, but um, I do get it. It's a lot like uh, tying a sweater around your waistband, much like um,
2: Jeremy London in Mallrats. Yeah, for a good portion of the movie too. I rewatched it today just to get a little warmed up for Sir Jeremy London, who should be in here shortly. I wonder if he's actually knighted.
0: Um, that should be a question.
2: That should be a question. I don't think, think so. I feel like... I don't think so. Hmm. But... Stolen Valor. He's my knight. He's my knight in shining armor. <laughs> and many others from the 80s and 90s. But yeah, um, there was... Ah, damn it. I heard a line today in the movie that I had never really paid attention to before. And it's kind of my lane of humor is like, it's, I can't remember what it was, but it's like the cops are arresting him and Jason Lee. Mm-hmm. And they're like, how could you do that? And then one of the cops just says plainly how he did it. He's like, "He changed his voice or like <laughs> yeah. throw away line. That's like, completely irrelevant to the situation but also like hysterical to just hear someone say plain faced."
0: yeah Ugh,
2: it made me laugh so hard oh, I, I really had a good a good chuckle with it.
0: yeah i should i should have rewatched it uh recently but um i just went through his you know did a little bit of creeping went through the wikipedia some old articles just to kind of see uh
2: what i could find but uh yeah. Um, I was, uh, you know, cl- classic amateur internet research. I was on the IMDb page and some <laughs> of the stuff that they have listed there is like, did you know? They're like, he wore this kind of suit to his wedding. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> like, either he's on there putting it on there, which, if so, 100% more power to you because that's hysterical. But if there's somebody that just knows that shit, not uh, typing up <laughs> random facts about Jeremy London, that's even better. Even better. Oh Ugh. Man, where are you at, bro? Is it, he's on Hollywood time. No, he's... But I literally just was messaging him, and, and I said, hey, we'll be ready in about 20 minutes, and then I looked at the clock and realized that was going to be about 20 minutes after I told him to be ready. And I felt absolutely awful because I know he's very busy and has a lot of stuff to do. So I messaged him and I was like, we're going to push a segment and have you on in five. He's like, thank you. I'm sorry, man. We're amateurs. We've claimed to be nothing else other than that. But you um, got to always respect the time of your guests, whether it's Sir Jeremy London or somebody who doesn't matter at all like Papa Wolf. You still got to (laughs) be... Love you, Brian. You know I love you. And that I would make that joke in a crowded <laughs> bar just the same. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, you know, man.
0: So we hit 150 subscribers.
2: <laughs> yeah, Mr. Not one a, Disc. How's that going to work a, for you?
0: That's uh, hopefully good. Uh, potential to be really bad. It really just depends on how, uh, how friendly people want to be to me. Um, I immediately regretted tweeting that and then Mm -hmm. i was like i have to commit to it and to commit to it i need to also push for it so it was a lot of uh hate marketing as it were where it was like yeah follow me you fucking idiots
2: (laughs) it'd be like that sometimes i mean some people make a make a whole career out of that bad baby yeah
0: um and like there's somebody that was like, well, but maybe think twice before you uh, um, subject your cardmates to a meme or something like that. And I'm like, it's it's a, a C tier, an MA three. Like with my uh, experience playing, I I won't finish last. Like unless I get like the stego
2: or something. I mean, in which case, I might finish last. But uh, I was gonna say if you're throwing a glitch through the woods, you might not do too hot. I mean, they're easy to shape shots with, but they're also very touchy.
0: Yeah, and lightweight enough that if you kick off a tree, uh, bye-bye.
2: Yeah, it's gonna, it's, stellar, it's just going to continue direction. to glide forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the direction it kicks. So, yeah, uh,
0: I think the glitch has a good chance. Rolo might is probably going to be the winner, if I had to guess. Um, a lot of people were uh, being quite the Rolo evangelist's and I'm um, kind of excited. I mean, it looks like a fun disc, and I do like me some flippy stuff. And uh, I have mm-hmm. the Lone Wolf from Lone Star that uh, is the flippiest thing I've ever thrown, and it's a ton of fun. So I imagine the Rollo might be similar to where like, you just have to throw it on as much hyzer as possible and as high as you can, and you'll actually get a workable shot shape out of it. I'm
2: so bad. I'm so bad at Anheusers. Like, I'm I need the Rolo just so I can have a turnover disc. Like my fission wave, my Castronaut is mm-hmm. like shout out Jordan Castro. Um mm-hmm. it's just finally starting to get f- beat in enough to where I can flip it. Like Simon uses them for rollers, but now <laughs> yeah. I can turn it over just a little bit. And I've actually ace ran the same basket with it twice. Um out at freestone and it's one of the one of the harder longer holes <laughs> but um it's uh it's it's great i very much enjoy it i have that one i have an essence from disc mania rip eagle mm-hmm. and then i also have uh what's my other one? oh i have a very beat in fly die five time juliana corver champ valkyrie and that thing was real nice and i found that on a course i genuinely there was no name or number i posted about it i really would love to get it returned so if you happen by chance to be watching this and you can tell me the colors of the fly die i will happen sorry i will happily bring it <laughs> back to you um it's but the disc is like a magic disc for me it's just so nice heck yeah
0: yeah, that's my signal. Um, it's super lightweight, like 150s, I want to say, and like mm-hmm. super flippy, but um, throw it at like 50% on a little bit of Eiser, and that thing is just, it's the easiest tunnel shot disc, I think, that's in my bag. Other than like my Crave, um, the Crave is probably, it's the disc I trust the most in my bag. Um, I've been a Crave salesman forever. Uh, if you want one, you can go to greatlakesdisc.com and use promo code hanging loose, hanging loose to get 10% off. Uh, Oh boy. I floundered that.
2: It's okay. It's kind of been your, kind of (laughs) been your, been your theme this episode so far. Also, speaking of Craves, I just bought one from Justin at JME underscore zero nine zero six. And it is the infamous pop tart Crave.
0: Yeah, from the um
2: no, that looks like shit. from, <laughs> but from the uh, the Pop Tart bowl.
0: Yeah. That was such I'm so glad he made that and even happier that you bought it. Uh yeah, Jamie O something on Twitter and Afterlife dies on Instagram. Uh he makes some really cool stuff and if you have custom stuff you want, uh hit him up. He's really good at what he does and he really enjoys it. So definitely deserving of the uh Deserving of the love and uh makes pretty sick Pop Tart frisbees.
2: So at least one. At least I am least the sole one. owner of a Pop Tart Frisbee to my knowledge. So I wanted that exclusivity and I paid for it. And he's a good dude. Send it out to, like literally the next morning. So yeah. it should be here by the time we it'll either be here Thursday before we film with Terold or uh by the following Tuesday when we record our next episode. Actually, do we need to record another episode a week from today? Because we'll have Terry for next week. Or we get yeah, Tuesday off. We don't. Yeah, we
0: don't need to record next week if we don't want to. Uh, we'll have Terry for that week, and it'll give me time to like properly treat that episode as it should be. Um, cut all of Terry's uh, words out. So. All
2: all of his d- dad jokes. <laughs> God, he died. even. Literally, when he was here for for Big Arm and we all went to that comedy show and everything, like <laughs> we were in the car on the way to QT to get an energy drink, and he was like, "I don't." Know, it was there was some song on the radio, and he just worked the title into what he was saying, and he's like, "Am I right?" I was like, Terry, <laughs> get the hell out of this car right now, you fucking turd!" I'm gonna leave you at QT. He's so much fun to hang out with. Oh, um, I bet. Um, While we're while we're waiting, one of our player movement predictions from last week was announced today.
0: Yeah, Hannah Wynn to Discraft and uh,
2: almost certainly her boy toy to follow. Her boy toy. <laughs> <laughs> way, to, way to reduce Chris Clemens to a piece of meat. <laughs> you know what I, go great with that meat? Some lemonade. Some Clemonade. Clemonade. Yeah, you're Aww. welcome.
0: No, I, I'm really excited to see what they do there. Um, it seems like it was such a good fit. Uh, um, it was a good effort, Crunchy, to throw us off the trail and say DGA, but we all knew. it's.
2: We all knew. <laughs> uh, I love the drama going on in our DM or our things right now. Yeah. On our uh, tweets. Gotta love it. There's no escaping it.
0: Yeah. The... Yeah.
2: We won't talk about it. If y'all are interested, go look it up. But <laughs> It's a little dicey. <laughs> I had to wear a hat, so my haircut wasn't visible today.
0: Uh-oh. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and clearly my prediction that Eagle was staying with Discmania is, uh, you know, clearly came true. Thanks, Terry. Thanks, thanks Terry. <laughs> my first true <laughs> podcaster experience where they're like... <laughs> Yeah, sure, but is this you?
2: <laughs> that oh, was really funny. I, the fact I was, that Terry I, thought, I, thought of us enough to bring it up and <laughs> link to the exact time signature that we needed just to so he can throw a little shade. That's why I love him.
0: Still possible. I think Eagle breaks contract with Discmania and re-signs with Discmania.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, the old restructuring, Max <laughs> Deal, LeBron James move.
0: Yeah, i'm still pretty convinced he's going to mvp um and there's a good chance uh i i posted that video where eagle throwing a zone os and it was immediately countered with that looks like it was shot in the summer so my thoughts that he might be going to infinite kind of uh dissolved right then Mm -hmm. um it would be really cool to see Eagle throw an open bag. Uh, I think it'd be really cool to see any, you know, top twenty pro throw an open bag because um, we see Drew Gibson do it, but he doesn't meet the criteria.
2: Uh. <laughs> Bro, I can't wait until I run into <laughs> Drew next time and he just punches me square in the face for all the hate you guys give him. I'm Aww. like, Drew.
0: it's not hate. It's not I love hate. the guy. He's just he's. I don't know why he's so easy to poke fun. See When I got into the sport initially and started watching Jomez coverage and all that stuff, almost every lead card or uh, final round coverage had Drew Gibson in it. And I was like, oh, I love this guy. He's like tatted up. He's a short guy like me, like super relatable. And then like 2021 hit and it was like, where did he go <laughs>
2: Right. Yeah, he hit the he had that the really great putting performance at the what was it? The Tour Championship. Mm-hmm. Um and then Oh, G- Jeremy just messaged me to ask where the link is and I already sent it. So, I don't let me send it again. <laughs> we'll see if it goes through this time.
0: Uh, I can also try to s- send it to him maybe.
2: I don't know. The we'll guy him. probably thinks we're just ignoring him. Right. Oh, I feel bad. But um, I mean, me too. He's I don't want him to think we're jerking him around. Yeah, we're definitely not. Yeah.
0: um... Oh, sorry. uh, RV3. That's probably. Yeah, uh, now
2: you get to edit this out of the audio version. One of those uh, unpleasant noises you always talk about. Do everything that we're not paying you for. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay, uh, we ya. Since, we'll see.
0: Uh, let's run through some player movement while Mr. Hollywood figures out how to get in here.
2: Oh, he's he's hopping in. He oh, he's said he was waiting for now. me to tell him when. Like, well, yeah, I'm oh. sorry. I am may have misunderstood. I said Uh-oh. give us about five and then hop in, but I don't. Uh-oh. I don't know. I'm, I'm an amateur.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mr.
1: London, where you at? Well, the call calling.
0: It, pop in the green room. Um, the green room. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna call it. Uh, it, it. For those of you wondering, it's literally just like a holding area, like a holding cell for uh, potential guests, where you just kick them out, or uh, like I could just kick Spicy out right now if I wanted to.
2: Yeah, but uh, you don't want to. I got a new phone. Ooh, I uh, I had an iPhone 12 and now I have a 15. And I took my 12 in front of everyone while I was hosting trivia. And I was like, this phone sucks. And they were like, what's wrong with it? I was like, everything. And I threw it on the ground and shattered it. And everybody was like, holy shit, dude. I was like, it's, I got a new one. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're just hulking out. Hell yeah. But yeah. I can't wait for the very first thing I say to Jeremy London to be "I'm sorry" because right. I'm excited about it. Look at this! I'm hoping he gets in here soon. Uh, this he, all... hes on his way now.
0: This, this, this little last. Oh, there he is! Hey,
2: <laughs>
0: Mr. Jeremy London. Oh, Gus, how you doing, man?
2: I'm good. I'm good. Heck yeah! Hey. Sorry for the yeah. mix-up. Oh, I you, just. Man. Just wanted you to hate me at the very onset of this uh, interview. You guys are off
1: to a nice start here, guys. Really, really great, job. No, I'm kidding, man. It's so good. No, no, I just, I've got a, we're raising a grandbaby. And so I, 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 my time gets limited sometimes because I'm, uh, you know, leaving, leaving the lady with the kiddo. But, dude, I'm, I'm here now. So, heck yeah. Well, thank you. Well, it's been real. Go take care of your (laughs) grandchild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was good. Disc golf. Love it. Bye. This is fun. Yeah.
0: (laughs) You heard of your first.
1: Disc golf, big Oh,
0: uh, well, thanks for gracing our little podcast with your first uh, disc golf. Yeah, man, appearance. I,
1: I'm, I'm excited. I'm actually excited to do this. I, 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 I fell in love with this, uh, this great game. It's cool to, 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 you know. I want to be a part of the community and uh, as much as I can, and promote the game as much as I can. You know, um, I, I truly. It has changed uh it has changed my my life in the sense you know i mean i'm 51 now you know and uh, for me exercise uh, i i i like to have fun when i exercise you know i'm not a big like muscle head or anything and so it's and i played ball golf for a long time ball it's just golf, love it it's you know it's expensive i don't even know what to call <laughs> it anymore I'm, I'm I. it's golf but you know i play disc golf more than 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 that anymore and so yeah, ball golf, but I played that for thirty some years, and I still I truly enjoy disc golf. Uh Good. far 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 more.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, something about this sport just I, I think it it grabs almost everyone that gives it an honest try, which is yeah. one of my favorite things. Um, how long have you been playing?
1: Uh, about a year and a half, I guess. Well,
0: oh, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, about a year and a half. My grandbaby's two, and his his other grandfather has. Uh, David my uh, my my stepson's uh, uh, the baby mama's, you know, dad introduced <laughs> me. So the he made other, it. he's Papa. I'm Papa Jay. He's Papa. We're in Mississippi, so it's all you know, Mama and Papa and these <laughs> other things you, that I.
2: Do yeah. you prefer Sir Jeremy or Papa Jay? Because I'll call you whatever you want.
1: Uh, not no, Sir <laughs> Jeremy is silly. That's just uh, <laughs> me me having fun being a good not showing that I don't take myself too seriously by pretending to take myself too seriously um but uh, you know just uh you yeah, know yeah i papa Jay is the you know the I, I never thought that I would be a grandfather this early in my life you know, and it is my stepson's um kiddo and so it was uh you know my oldest son is only sixteen um uh, but yeah. he's already bigger bigger than the lyric yeah yeah he's already bigger than me and you know, as the ladies all over him, so I'm like, him, you know, <laughs> I'm "Glad to have this one." I don't, I'm not in a rush to have any any other ones for a while. But, uh. <laughs>
2: it's gonna take up all your golf time.
1: Yes, yeah. yes, I can't wait to get him out there with me.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, do oh, you yeah. played any rounds with him yet?
1: You know, he's just he's so he's still so little, but he he loves to. Um, you know, we've got one of the the small baskets um, and the, oh, yeah, mean, the the minis. And he he'll play with that thing for hours. He doesn't yeah. like throw, throw them in there, but he sees us because I've got a, a setup out back um, for, that my stepson and I, uh, you know, put all day long on it, And he see, sees us on that. And so he mimics us by, you know, on the, on the small one. So I see him, I see him picking it up already. I just wish this would have been something that I would have known about early enough in my life, you know. I feel like yep. I'd, have been, I'd be much, much better at this point, but who knows?
2: that's <laughs> yeah. I, I thought we all have a, literally every day, but you were doing right. important things with the younger years in your life, as we all know, so yeah. we're very grateful yeah. for those. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm pretty busy. I definitely need something to do
2: in my old ass age.
1: <laughs> <laughs> F-
2: 51. 51's the new my, 31.
1: It, it's, I, I don't feel 51. I remember yeah. when I was little. When i was young 50 when my grandparents i remember when they were 50 and they were old they were old <laughs> you know they also you know worked hard and lived hard and mm-hmm. um you know so it, it uh it, it I, I this is keeping me young i can tell you the the best thing about uh, disc golf uh, you know while we're here um uh is, is <laughs> that it, it's my stepson and i have gotten super super close my my stepson ethan and i he whenever i first met him he was only 15. He's 20 now, but he, you know, for the first couple of years, several years, he just was in his room playing video games all the time, you know, like a hermit. And uh, I just didn't, I didn't even get a chance to really know him. You know, I know you guys, this is kind of your generation, probably. And I mean, my other son, Lyric, he's the same way. He plays a lot of video games. And yeah. Wyatt, my, my nine-year-old, he's the same thing. The entire time he was here for, for Christmas, all he did was play Red Dead Redemption. The entire time. Hey, He's got one, good taste. One game for two weeks, literally one game for two. I was like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Yeah, I'll just play with different characters." I was
2: like, hey, you yeah, name him sure. after a western; he's gonna play a western, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah,
1: I was yeah, watching yeah. when I was
2: watching Mallrats earlier today. There was a tombstone reference. You called down the thunder when you got it, and I was like, "Ah!" I didn't <laughs> notice that when I was younger, but got it this I, I don't even know if
1: I noticed that until years later. You know. Mm-hmm. Kevin plants all those Easter eggs in there. Hell, I, yeah. didn't, I, didn't, I didn't even know who Stan Lee was whenever I took the part. I was really very much like T.S. So uh, <laughs> a lot of references I didn't get, <laughs> you know. I
2: didn't even notice they were Jaws names. There's the Jaws shark, all that stuff. And then I'm watching it today just yeah. going, this shit makes so much more sense now that I'm 34.
1: Right. Yeah. And... I
0: think
1: that's why the movie, I think that's why the movie has legs because there, you know, it's, it's, mm-hmm it's it's just silly and goofy and that holds up if you're, you know, if it's the right kind of goofy. And, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's like smart and fun. It's just like never, it's never not a good time, you know, there's never, yeah. it's, uh, so uh, it's been fun to me that, I mean, if, how old are you guys? You don't mind me asking. Uh, 34, 24, 27.
2: 27.
1: See, I just, it makes me really happy that you guys even know the know about the movie. You know, oh, it's yeah. really, it's genuinely more popular now than it was. Yeah. I
0: think it's, it. it's one of those, it, it becomes a cult classic, right? Like it might not do well in theaters at the time, but like, like my dad and stepmom are, are such big fans of that movie that they named my brother Brody from the movie. And oh, nice. um, uh, like, I, that's got to be the most um watched movie i'm cool. in my like i've ever ever seen because i'd go over to my dad's on the weekends or whatever and it'd always be on the tv like that's we'd watch great. it you know it was several times a year and
1: yeah you're, so you're i I, yeah,
0: I dm'd you one time and i was like hey can you say hi to my dad dennis <laughs> so I. but uh yeah, yeah.
1: I hope so, i did you did <laughs> i you did. i try to when i try to, i try to you know try to connect with people as much as i can i don't i like being uh, i like being available you know one thing that i think that uh, the convention circuit i think is what kind of opened me up to being uh you know more uh Open-minded, being connected to the fans and staying, staying accessible. Yeah, being accessible and staying accessible. Because whenever I first started doing those things, I just kind of felt like, you know, like a fish in a fishbowl, or like an animal at the zoo that people were walking up pointing at. and It was weird, and I wasn't having fun, and nobody wanted to get my autograph because I looked like I was miserable. <laughs> and, I started, <laughs> and I started watching people like, you know, like Michael Rooker and all these guys that were just, you know, huge stars, and they were out there having a blast with people. And I was like, now they're having a great time. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, maybe I should just give that a shot. And so I did. So I was like, you know, I made one day, I just, you know, I'm just going to go out here and I'm going to actually try to enjoy this today. And have, and ever since, and I started making more money and meeting more people. And just, it's just the experience itself became something I actually look forward to now instead of, uh, you know, I used to dread. abhor it. Yes.
2: yeah Well, like existential I mean,
1: dread.
2: It's ultimately led you on the people's favorite disc golf podcast. And so I think it was the right choice for sure. Winning. I'm already here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're glad to have you, man. It's he and I, he and I talked so much about it, like leading up to today. And he, Mm -hmm. I was like, dude, it's like, it's going to be weird to just be like having a casual conversation with this person that I've seen in so many things and whatever. And I spent the entirety of today going, he's answered every movie question imaginable. Don't mention movies. Let's just keep it disc golf. We have 40 ask, seconds in. Ask anything that you want, man. Seriously, ask anything that you want. That's what I'm here for. Can you? Can, I'm, I'm Kevin owes enough. me an autograph. Can you? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, good luck. Um, yeah. He said good luck. <laughs>
1: I like it.
2: Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, but we got some... Do you want to do, do rapid-fire questions first, Caleb, or do you want... I've got some Twitter questions that are specifically... Yeah, hit me. For me.
1: Either way. Yeah.
0: Uh, we can hit and you. Uh,
1: then I've got my discs over here. I've got all... I've oh, got heck all yeah. I've
0: got all stuff
2: ready.
0: Yeah, let's get I got, some... Where's, uh, that, I
2: got where's my, that proxy, huh? Hmm? Oh, where's that, buddy. Where's
0: that proxy? Oh,
2: I sent him that.
1: Hey. <laughs> this is... I have to say my favorite disc of all discs in the sense that it's the most reliable disc that i like i can throw this thing like on like a laser i can get it to turn i can do i i love i love this disc and i grip locked my last one straight into the water like the biggest dork it was the (laughs) it, it was the dumbest like the water has never even come into play on this hole there's no reason for me to have grip locked on this hole and uh And so this was so appreciated, man. Seriously. It made me so happy. It's
2: literally, you can see it's never been touched. It's been sitting at home on a shelf. Um, I don't even remember where I got it, but I think it was one of the ones. I won it in a raffle from Jordan Castro, I think. Oh, nice. Um, You actually just answered two of the Twitter questions already. The first one was Alex Holter saying, what's his favorite mold and manufacturer?
1: Okay, now that's with I'd say overall consistency that is, but I have a new favorite disc, which is uh, which is this. Oh wow! The Clash. Oh, Lashley, yeah, the wild, the wild honey. Yes, I took, this, I took this out the other day uh, for the first time, and uh, it's unbelievable i mean it's an expensive disc and it's mm-hmm. I, I i wanted to just right away just dog on it because i was like why would they be so much more expensive and it 100 percent is worth every penny and it's so pretty too <laughs> i love yeah. I love that it. one uh, is gorgeous yeah i mm-hmm. love it but you know and it's sort of it has that sort of the mamba kind of mm-hmm. but the mamba's a little bit more extreme you know yeah stay a little bit flatter it's... and a little little bit it'll kind of Tend to to pull out into a little bit more of an S curve, which I really like.
2: But uh yeah, and that's funny because the other question from J.K. Disc Golf was, "What's your favorite disc, and why is it the Wild Honey?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so that was what a uh, what a pull so from that. that very
2: was. smart.
1: And but I, I got to give a special shout out though to to the to the to the to the, the, the Emac Truth uh, Supreme Plastic. Ooh. First mm. of all. For McCabe has been one of the nicest people uh, since I got into disc golf, like reaching out to me and sending me discs and stuff like this. And he sent me a bunch of uh, judges, which are by far my favorite putters. Yeah, Same, um,
2: baby. Team judge.
1: Yeah, hey, warden uh, better. But... Have you guys checked out – have you thrown the moonshine plastic? I, the the I have not.
0: I have uh, the warden, but yes.
1: incredible. Like it feels <laughs> like uh, – it feels like velvet or felt or something in your hand. It's so, it's incredible. Oh, really? It's definitely, of all the judges, the moonshine uh, uh, glow plastic is by far the, my favorite. And my stepson who doesn't throw judges felt this one and was like, dude, that's the best filling putter I've ever ever had. So I got him one for Christmas. Uh, that was his oh, Christmas yeah. Gift. So, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, the EMAC truth, shout out to Eric McCabe. He's, he's Big given, he has been such a, a very key in, in, in my disc golf game because he sent me a, a bunch of judges. And so I'm able to go out there and, and stand and, you know, and putt mm-hmm. from the, from one spot without having to retrieve, you know, every three, every three discs, have to retrieve a <laughs> damn disc. Yeah. A uh, struggle <laughs> you know? all yeah. 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 So, but it's nice, you know, but I'm uh, my Like I said, my stepson and I will go out in the backyard and we'll play horse for hours, you know, okay. and then we got the glow discs and the glow set up. And so, we go take our discs into the darkest forest here, uh, in, in, in near Jackson, in Pearl, Mississippi, uh, this course called the uh, city, uh, center city. And, uh, I, it, we don't even think we're probably in mortal danger out there, but we don't really, we don't <laughs> even think we're having so much fun, but you know, we take our black lights out there and get the disc glowing and, you know, regular flashlight to kind of see our path. But, yeah, we we both tend to score just as well at night as we do during the day because I think maybe you're just not seeing the trees, so you're not intimidated by them, or you're not thinking about yep. it as much. Or
2: something. It's a, I would hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. The court, my home course is an olive orchard, and nothing cool. eats discs like an olive right. tree. Yeah, I mean, it'll <laughs> just swallow that up. So when we go out, we play glow rounds. We actually there's a um, and I can't n s n s h custom discs is in Arizona and they are going around to all the main courses that people play and putting nightlights on for free and they're what? solar. So oh, our yeah, course just got really... nightlights. Freestone's got nightlights. Conocito's got night lights. Yeah. We, and... that
1: would be fantastic because we literally play in pitch black darkness. We take two flashlights. <laughs> we take a, bl- a, a bright flashlight to sort of see the pathway and a purple light to, you know, a, a glow to, 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 to get the uh, discs charged. Um, but it's it's sketchy. It's sketchy out there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, it is near Jackson, Mississippi, anyway. Scary.
2: Just the, the Mississippi woods does not sound like a fun place to be at night. For, for Yeah,
1: uh, I, I figure if we hear banjos, we'll just start running. Just mark me for a birdie. <laughs> <laughs> I can deal with growling. If it's a bear, it's a little one. <laughs> yeah, no big deal. <laughs> the banjos, no. I'm good. Uh, <laughs> anyway,
2: um, so I think um, favorite utility or scramble disc from uh, Joel Cano or Kano, I don't know how to pronounce that. Uh, two. I two. God, the fact that you just have these on deck makes me yeah. so happy.
1: <laughs> Fireball and Defy. Yes. Um, oh. axiom discs to me are absolutely perfect for my forehands. Mm-hmm. I love them on my backhand. Don't get me wrong, but I mostly approach with my forehand, my super, my uh, my closer ones got to go Toro, and then of course, like the super whippy craziness, the Zone OS. If I really got to whip one around, like, I need a meatbook, Okay, Eagle. You yeah. know? Right, yeah. <laughs> so, so I love, the, the Toro is my sort of 150, 120 and in. Uh, these two are like, you know, 300 and in the Fireball oh, wow. and, and the defy. Um, so yeah, or you know, like 280, 300
2: in there. Still, I, I, that's yeah, I, think I would love I to have that dispensed on my drives. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really?
1: Yeah. I, my yeah. forehand, uh, my stepson and I go to a baseball field, and we throw from home plate, and that's to the center, dead center. It's three hundred to the dead center, and mm-hmm. I can hit the, hit the wall with a forehand.
2: Holy! I haven't, th- I haven't
1: thrown it over with a forehand yet, but I've thrown it over a lot with my on the backhand. So I'm getting it over the over the center field fence at a baseball field uh, uh, on my backhand, which is a lot of fun. Jeez. That's so fun. Have you guys done that?
2: I was uh, thrown by a 51 year old. I'm just gonna leave.
1: <laughs> I was a baseball player. man. I, you know, I almost went to uh, college on a baseball scholarship. So I did. I was kind of an athlete growing up. You know, so I've I've tried to stay as 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 fit. But well, plus for my industry, good God, I have to yeah. stay somewhat fit. You know, yeah, yeah. I
2: don't. You know? Yeah, there you Perfect. <laughs> I played yeah. baseball in high school, but I, then I found out what Cheetos and Xbox were. So there you go. Yeah, I'm
1: You know, listen, I got to say that I think that I, I'm at an advantage in a way that because I grew up just before the era of sort of, you know, the Internet and all of that stuff. Mm. I, I didn't have any of that growing up. I mean, we had our first at- we got our first Atari when I was like 13 or 14. But we were only allowed to play it a little, a couple hours a day, and always after my mom was finished with it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, you know, we were we went outside and played. We, I grew up on a cattle ranch in Oklahoma for many many years, and so oh, nice. I grew up ri- riding horses and 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 that kind of stuff. And and so I'm grateful that uh, that uh, I I didn't grow up with whenever you know internet and, and and the video games stuff because I see I see my kids. Sometimes not wanting to get out and do stuff whenever they would rather just be in and playing video games. And it worries me, you know, it does worry me. Um, Mm -hmm. But, but, you know, I got them out on the course. I got them loving it. My son, uh, Lyric, had never thrown a disc before. He didn't even know what disc golf was. Took him out there. Now he's in love with it. Now he wants discs. Now he wants to play. He has a hell of a forehand. He already threw a bomber forehand because he's so fit. I I have no shoulders and I I have no idea how I can even throw it at all. Um, and uh, he threw a bomber forehand it was his first, on his first round. And so he's got incredible potential. And so he was like, okay, I get it. He was like, because he thought I was a dork. Because I kept <laughs> just talking about disc golf, disc golf. He's like, dad, you're obsessed. What is this disc golf? I, go, I went outside with Palm Springs and I, at night when we were you know, going to bed when he was playing his games or whatever. I would watch disc golf on, on YouTube <clears throat> and he'd be like, what the hell are you doing? You're obsessed. <laughs> And it was fun. He looked at me after we played uh, the other day, uh, and he said, okay, I get it. He's like, I get it.
2: This yeah, is, this is it cool. swallows your life, man. It does. It's, I got I it got does. divorced and had nothing to do, and now I don't want to do anything else. Yeah,
1: well, it's a good substitute for, you know, rather going out and drinking your life away and partying and chasing,
2: you know. Or smoking. We all know how you feel about
1: smoking. about smoking. Yeah, well not smoking tobacco i mean i just, smoke all the weed you can smoke 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 <laughs> um it's uh the tobacco i don't like right um, yeah. but, but I, I, I uh for me you know because i was always that busy person always you know outside doing stuff i still have to be that if I'm inside for too long, I will lose my mind, <laughs> and that's creating. when the that's when the demons want to start playing <laughs> banjo. Start <laughs> in my own band.
2: Banjos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh yeah,
1: that's when the craziness. You know, it's it's uh, I I it's it's such a good release. It's therapy. It's therapeutic. It's keeping me healthy. It's improved my relationship with my stepson infinitely. Um. And uh, I just really I want to be an ambassador for this game and this, this sport, man. I love keeping up with everybody. I mean, you know, you'd be you'd be
0: a great one to do it for sure because your story is everyone's story with disc golf, right? But not everybody is, you know, Jeremy London. So I think I mean, just having ambassadors like that can help grow the sport exponentially. And like, it's just it's really cool to hear every time you hear someone's you know, first experience with disc golf, it follows the same themes. It's like, oh, it got me out of the house. Yeah, I threw a disc once, fell in love, and then you become obsessed. Yeah. Like, I think we all do that same, that same path. Yeah, I think one
1: of the best things is that also is the price. point. Listen, man, for not a whole lot of money, you can go out and actually really have a whole lot of fun. You're going to go out with the whole family. Um, you know, when you go onto a regular golf course, a ball golf course, it's expensive. Every single aspect of it is yeah. outrageously expensive. Every single time you play, you know. I mean, you're gonna yeah. lose discs. It's gonna cost you some money. You gotta get equipment. So, but overall, the best. All of my local courses are free. I don't pay anything to play on my local courses, and I've got some incredible local courses. You know. Yeah. Um, no, I, my course, I've got a couple like all kinds of stages. One, some, the one I play the most is so hard that when I go anywhere else, <laughs> I'm not intimidated by these hard courses. Mm-hmm. You know, if if I go somewhere on the, it's a hard course, I'm not intimidated by it. Nice. What is your uh, uh,
0: favorite course you've played? I'm sure you travel and play as much as you can.
1: I really, honestly, I've only played in Arkansas. Um, uh, I can't even remember the name of the place. I did a, there's a video on you, my YouTube channel on the. Uh, london's most wanted uh london's most wanted uh, youtube channel um but <laughs> I, i've i've played in and i played in michigan um at a cool little local course but i just don't have the name of it i, I yeah um i am you know 51 <laughs> i forget the names of these places, but <laughs> here, uh, locally in the jackson mississippi area there's a course called the res which is near the reservoir uh, and okay. then uh which is a, a beautiful course you got to be pretty skilled to score well there. I've scored e- my best scores even there, um, uh, and uh, I would have gotten, I should have gotten a lot better than that. But I can't putt to save my life.
2: <laughs> You're on the right podcast, Good pal. God. Super
1: relatable. <laughs> I, I played uh, the guy that introduced me to this. My my uh, my grandbaby's other grandfather, uh, uh, Ricky. We played the other day at the res, and I, I beat him five uh, plus five. I was plus five. He was plus seven. But I should have been easily even. I missed so many putts within, like, 15, 12 feet. Mm-hmm. For no, there's no reason.
2: Yeah, oh, just I hate those games. It drives
1: me nuts. It drives yeah. me nuts. I'm parking, like, long bomber shots, getting really, <laughs> really, really good shots, and then I can't make the putt.
0: Can't convert. Yeah. And that's why we're amateurs. <laughs>
1: But then you yep. go see Ricky and, uh, and, and, G- and Gannon and all these guys making these putts, and they just look like they're tossing it in the air. Like it's not
2: mm-hmm. –
1: I don't understand it. It's um, it's like they've got like a magic wand. That's yeah. why I had to
2: show Ricky a thing or two on his pool table when I went over there Yo, for Year's. I, I wanted like...
1: to hear about that experience. How was that, <laughs> man? I'm, I'm not it was say, really. I'm not jealous. I wish I could have been there for that. That would have been
2: fun. It was a great time. We – it was just getting there was super awkward just because he just left his front door open. And I'm like, I don't (laughs) like, I don't want to just walk into this $3 million home or however, I don't know how much it was, but like, it's, you know, it's big, it's nice. It's yeah. And, uh, I, I just rolled in and the first couple people I saw that I knew, I was like, Oh, Hey, thank you. Save me, please. Cause this is (laughs) so uncomfortable. (laughs) And then Ricky walked up to me and was like, Hey man, you made it. And that for me, you know, it's, just like being on this podcast with you it's you know when there's that's someone that's who's big right. and are important to you and yeah. they come up to you it it just feels nice and so well, it I, was very know, it's welcoming
1: and what another i think it's another really cool uh, another unique aspect of this game is that it's just on the verge of becoming this monster sport but it's not yet mm. it really isn't yet and mm. so the people that are stars to us and the people that we admire and so they're still Relatively accessible. Oh yeah. Simon's getting big contracts and these guys are getting kind of on guarantee you they're getting a lot of them are getting ready to get bigger contracts because everything's getting more competitive. Mm-hmm. But just like that the fact that you were able to just, you know, go to Ricky's and walk it walk in and stuff like that. Like there aren't a whole lot of like top of the game athletes that you can do that that would that would mm-hmm. just you know that's pretty yeah. that's a pretty special experience,
2: man. That's cool. I that was super excited, and that's like another benefit that I get to filming disc golf when they're in the Phoenix area. Is like you know, I'm in line to wash my hands in the bathroom behind Paul Macbeth, the, the richest man in disc golf, right? And that's like he just turns out, is like, Hey, how's it going? And you're just like, What the hell? <laughs> it's just wild, yeah, it's you, like know, you know.
1: Listen, man, even all, all of you know. Even actors and stuff like that, when we find ourselves on you know movie sets and all this stuff, we still always check ourselves and go, "Wow, it's pretty cool that we're here." You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. even yeah. those guys, you know. I'm yeah. sure several times a day they're like, "I can't believe I get paid for this shit." Are you kidding me? Oh, I, <laughs> I can't believe this.
0: Living the dream. I mean, yeah, uh, undoubtedly, fantastic. and yeah, yeah I, I think you you touched on something good there. Is because like disc golf is still a small enough sport that it does still feel like a community and like mm-hmm. you want to be involved in that community. And I think that's the same with, with pros minus, you know, I don't even say I'd say minus a few of them. Cause they're all either creating or interacting on social media or like, right. If you run into them at an event, I mean, they're, you're not going to get snuffed, right. You're not right. going to be like, Oh, you know, I'll talk to you later or whatever. Like almost everyone is so seems so approachable. And I think that's a symptom of our sport being so community focused. It's, I think it's still a remnant of the growth of the sport mentality. Yeah. And I Mm -hmm. hope it stays
1: that way. I hope it stays Uh, that way. You know, I see people being ugly to each other, especially like towards Brody and stuff like that on mm-hmm. on, uh, on on Twitter. And you know,
2: love you, Drew, and and,
1: and the whole you know, <laughs> right? Just like people just dogging each other, you know, and like people, you know. So there's certainly the 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 people that are sort of always going to sort of poke the bear, you know, yeah. no matter what, and they're never going to be happy, you know. Which yeah. kind of sort of, to me, goes against the whole sort of Zen thing that I love with this golf. I think yeah. that's why I love it so much because it is like the feeling of throwing, you know, one of these discs And then, you know, I – am I going to sell out here? The feeling of throwing one of these and getting, getting you know, when you get that perfect, it, it's – there's no comparison. I've hit mm-hmm. perfect golf, golf, ball golf shots for years, and there's no comparison. No. You know? So it's uh,
2: it's really it's it's almost inexplicable because I've is. brought friends who just don't. they they've Like you said, never heard of the game. They're like, well, is that the thing with the chains at the park? Yes, Frisbee that's it. Golf. That's, and that then Frisbee.
1: Frisbee. Golf yeah. Stuff?
2: And yeah. you throw you throw a putter in their hands and they throw one S curve and they're like, oh, that was cool. And you're like, you well, get it. Welcome. When,
1: what I think the, the revelation for me was realizing that there are discs. That go left, and there are discs that go right, and there are discs that you can flex and get to, and that people throw them with a forehand and a backhand mm-hmm. and over, and you rely yeah, on that's like all of that, these like elements to it that are amazing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and there's no other sport, no other sports ball or anything like that moves like you know, it's usually you ex you, it, nothing moves like a frisbee. No, right, there's a lot of
1: physics involved, a lot of yeah, and it's a lot of a lot of science, which I think is why I like MVP and Axiom discs mm-hmm. as much as I do. I think the overmold the science behind all of that is fascinating to me. Oh, I bet. Yeah, but, you know, I love a good destroyer too. So I, I loved it. You know, <laughs> we love we all we all love all the discs. Yeah, the Rive, except for the Rock. Oh my God. Yeah, what's <laughs> up with the Rock? I've I've never heard anything good about that. Disc. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna
0: get the uh, hell out of that. That's so
2: good. <laughs> What's up with yeah, that? People a... yeah. Uh, yeah. It's I love figuring out how I I beat my friends when it's windy because I I'm thinking about headwinds, tailwinds, left to right, whatever. Yeah. And my friends are great, but I think that. My the way my mind works, it's why I like billiards and snooker, and I, it's, I'm all about angles and it's how like it's like chess help. almost. Yeah, it's like I just and I don't even know how to play chess, so that's that's extra telling, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. it's I just like it's a headwind. I can flip this up and get it to go that's where the I'm science you know, Yeah, I but it's understandable. Look,
1: it. it took me a while to figure out that you don't throw understable this into a wind because they flip like hell, you know, you throw all <laughs> that stuff. You know, like I was I had no idea I didn't understand what understable and overstable and all that meant. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't understand why these a couple of discs that I got uh that I was told were so these great discs, they just all they do is flip, man. And I, I had no idea because I was throwing into a headland and all of that stuff. So figuring <laughs> out those little elements of the game to me has been fascinating. It's, oh, it's yeah. been Addicting. so fun. It, it is. really is. Listen, like, I, it, I think it drove me nuts. I couldn't understand. As somebody, because I used to be able to throw a baseball literally from center field to home plate, and I did that in a big game one time, and uh, tagged got the guy tagged out at home plate, and I threw from center field. So I used to have a hell of an arm. So I, I never under, I, I didn't understand why can't I throw these discs very far, <laughs> and like all of the just the, the 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 mechanics of it, the science of it, and every time I would get one little bit uh, more of, of like insight into the way the 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 mechanics of it and the way the whole thing works it's just more addicting and more addicting and more addicting and then once you want to then you got to go test it and then when it works then you got that like adrenaline rush and then you just want to figure out more stuff you know i mean i've there a couple of things just a couple of tips i got a grip tip from uh, eagle uh, uh, where to put my feet from joel Uh, a couple of (laughs) like you know what i mean a delay sort of not reaching back too early from the, the the rubber band guy, whatever his name is.
0: Uh, oh, a slingshot.
1: Um, slingshot guy. That guy's fantastic. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, was, I was reaching back too early. Mm-hmm. And, uh, once I figured to take that, sort of start to take that step before reaching back, it changed my whole game. Like, these uh. little, tiny, little things like that. And now, even though I can't throw, you know, I can throw maybe 410, 415 if, I'm, if I huck it. That's my my best throw ever is 416.
2: Gee. Uh, not 420. Should have just rounded up. Uh,
1: I should, right? <laughs> now, I did get a 500-inch ro- roller. The way that I learned about not throwing a, an understable disc into a headwind is that this local course um, uh, from off the top of a mountain, I threw uh, an understable disc into a headwind, and it flipped like crazy, landed, and it took off. Yeah, it went um, well over 500 feet. But I don't tell anybody I've thrown over 500 feet because that wasn't me.
2: (laughs) It's such a bittersweet bittersweet
1: moment. (laughs) That was not me. I wish I could say, yes, I've thrown. I've thrown one 500 and some feet, but I have not. Mother Nature threw it. Yeah.
2: (laughs) It was fun.
1: I parked a really, really, really long hole. I I didn't birdie it, but I didn't need to.
2: But, but damn throw throw it 500 plus feet can't make the 12 foot pump. i
1: learn I, I every time there's that would be me
2: 100%. happens it, it happens to be the us. best of us oh man um,
1: who's who's eagle going with guys
0: uh it's got to be mvp MVP. Be mvp i
1: hope so I
0: it's sure i mean so. it's it's got to be uh i sure
1: hope so the uh is there an in outside chance latitude sixty four because the eagle seems to have like a like a, a, a kinship with the Europeans over there so
0: he does um I don't think he I don't think latitude is really his um
2: branding like yeah, his I, don't think I don't think you can
0: afford him honestly as as mean as that sounds um and no, uh,
2: that also, makes sense
0: they've been dropping players and focusing more on sponsoring uh european uh european folks right for right. the tour but um right. there is a chance that he grabs him which that, that Annabelle,
1: Annabelle?
0: yeah um
1: yeah, i think that would be really smart it it,
0: w- it would be that's where the i think that's where the money is going to be because if i mean right. if people can get uh an uh tour series eagle eagle you know I mean, there's no way that doesn't just fly off the shelves. But conversely, having Eagle and Simon on the same team would just be, I mean.
1: It would be, yeah. I mean, those guys, they were the what bros? They were the something bros. Crush boys. Crush Crush boys. Crush, crush Crush boys. Crush boys. boys. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be cool to see them back together.
0: It it really would be. Yeah. Uh,
1: I think that's another fun thing about the sport is that you see these friendships like Alden and Gannon and, you know, and, these cats that are all, you know, hang together. It's that's fun to watch, you know. Yeah,
0: it still feels so uh homegrown.
1: Yeah. You know? Ezra and Brody and those guys. You yeah. Know I mean, it's, it's it's fun to see that they're all getting out there and having fun with the bros still. It's competitive and they all wanna win, but it doesn't feel like to me like it's like just like vicious competitiveness. Like people yeah, genuinely it's... seem to be happy for their 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 uh the other players whenever they yeah. do something amazing like get an ace or you know, oh yeah. Win win a tournament for the first time on when Matty O won. That was really inspirational.
0: Oh man, I I, I may have cried.
1: Yeah, no, was cool, no one can man. confirm, but maybe. I mean I can
0: I, confirm. I can
1: <laughs> I have the you selfie know, to prove it. It, it was not you, you know, I think that I probably sort of was like, Oh my god, this is really, really amazing, you know, and felt yeah. a little of a to myself. So it was, you know, it's oh, cool. Reference.
2: What a reference. <laughs> I love that. Uh, Man, a Coffee Talk reference, that just threw me back 30 years. Um, Yeah, it's and that's kind of what I was thinking today is, like, if you've ever seen the movie Basketball, like, they're very keen on keeping it like a down-to-earth kind of homegrown sport, and they don't want the big contracts and the team's moving cities and all of that stuff. And I think that's very much the kind of vibe that disc golf has. still. Like you said, we're right right at a tipping point where – if we get any bigger, that kind of stuff like we're starting to see million dollar contracts and so on and so forth. But yeah. it still has that like I could if you were in Phoenix and I DM'd you, there's a very good chance I could just go play around with Jeremy London, you know? Right, and absolutely, I think, 100%. That, like, and I I love that about this one. Of those, yeah, yeah. everybody, I do
1: too. It's I just you know I keep seeing the same like three celebrities over and over, and two of them I have no idea. I know who Bert Kreischer is. And that's yeah. about it. I don't know who anybody else is. And I'm like, you know, like, get
0: Lennon <laughs> in there. The man. machine. Yeah, I I, I bet there, if man. you were to reach out to the right people, you could get you could get on in there too. Because I mean, the, the sport is so so desperate to like. I mean, they they were like like clawing at Bert Kreischer, like please do something with us, like please. And, yeah uh, he's got
1: a big outreach outreach right now i think yeah it, a better better disc golfer
2: it, <laughs> did I say? It oh, shots yeah.
1: bring it burt it bring it Bert! i'm just trying to I'm just trying
2: my to dad's name is Bert, you, so that'll yeah, be extra fun brother. for That's me great. <laughs> um but yeah there's 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 you Bert kreischer i've seen uh christopher heview uh torman mm. from game of thrones big disc golfer oh right yeah 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 Yo, he's, and yeah and he's I love like a he's intense. And then yeah, like good. a couple athletes, like Dylan Cease, Yeah. Um, a couple and, of
1: M- uh, MMA guys, I guess. Yeah. 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 So oh. yeah. So let's get it out there, man. I need to get, out, you know, I, I, it's, I guarantee you knowing the people that I know in, 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 uh, Hollywood and LA and all that stuff and being, even just, just traveling and being on set and, uh, it's such a fun thing to be able to bring the discs and be able to get out and like bond with like, you know, castmates and get other people into So I've been getting uh, other people into um, uh, Jeff from Clark, the guy, uh, a couple of my friends from Clark's, I've got them into it. Um, and uh, now people are coming up to me at conventions and bringing me discs and stuff. Oh, so, that's great. You know,
2: Heck yeah. I, mean, I know, bet Jay would love
1: it. Yeah, I think that he, I, he. If he have if he would take the time to do it, he would. <laughs>
2: That's true. Too busy. I doing have, gaming. I have a. I used to play words with friends with Jay for a long time, actually. Um, no I, just a, 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 yeah, a fun quick story. I was going downtown to uh, stand up live here in Phoenix to see Jay and Silent Bob get old and kevin's plane had been delayed by about 30 minutes and i was standing outside waiting for my friends to get there so we could all be seated and i'm looking to my right and to my left a guy walks up and he's like is it cool if i smoke here and i turn around and it's jason muse and i was just like no go away of course you can smoke here (laughs) and so he starts talking to me about like the the Plaza that the comedy club's in. he goes, You know, they turn this into an ice rink in the wintertime. And I was like, Yeah, I live here. So yeah, I know that. <laughs> and he's like, You fucking smart ass. And it was just like the most honest, that's great. like funny, goofy conversation. My friend showed up to like, Let's go. I was like, Sorry, I'm talking to Jason muse <laughs> And uh that was a nice little like mic drop moment. But right um it's uh that's usually where you're gonna I've, find
1: him out smoking.
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> i need mean, a lot of
1: cigarette breaks that one
2: yeah that doesn't surprise me um I, yeah i think he had two or three cigarettes in like the 15 minutes we were out there the heroin's
1: not gonna kill him it's, 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 it's gonna be the damn tobacco damn it get it he Good looks trajectory. fantastic though have you guys seen him lately he yes
2: looks he looks amazing. phenomenal mm, he looks incredible and I, so I just explained literally two days ago what a Dutch rudder was to my beautiful girlfriend, because she had no idea what that was.
1: It feels like a sex thing, but I don't know if I know what that is. Either.
2: It's it's from Zach and Miri make a porno. He's explaining Definitely. to his buddy's like, sex thing. Got you. yeah, he's he's like, if you've got your hand on yourself, and your buddy has him, his, his hand on himself, and you just move each other's arms, you're not really doing anything. Oh, right. It's a Dutch rudder. <laughs> <laughs> Like, and that's—I don't know if that's a thing beforehand, but that definitely feels like the thing that like just come up like yep. off the top of his head. So. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I can't that imagine how like fun it That sounds like something Kevin would write.
1: Well, yeah, you know, it's, it's work. You know, it's work. It's 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 Kevin's stuff is meticulously written. You know, you don't really, you don't, know, you don't improv anything, and we rehearsed everything for weeks. Wow. And so by the time you're actually seeing our performance, we've already said those words a thousand times. So what's funny to you isn't funny to us anymore. It's no longer, it's, it's, but it, that's why it comes across so naturally though, you know, and that's mm-hmm. why things can come out so quickly. That's and, and interesting. Uh, that, it was there's not a lot of improv. There's zero improv.
2: That's None. wild. Cause huh. even I think Kevin's had some shows on Netflix, like too fat for 40 and things like that. And he's just goes, man. Like he just starts telling a story and he doesn't Kevin, stop until he realizes. I you know,
1: I've oh, given shit. him shit, and I and I'm quite sure that it's probably why I don't wind up in many more of his movies. Is because I always, every time that we're all together, um, I I w- ultimately will always wind up saying, "Silent Bob, my ass." <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker doesn't shut up.
0: <laughs>
1: it's so funny for three hours.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and just and he has these Riff, little Silent like. Bob. <laughs> <laughs> he has these little like mannerisms that you find yourself, you know, picking up on. Like, he says in shit all the time, or like whenever he wants to check on something, says, just make sure it's copacetic. And it's like, I, those words have found sweetest their way into human. my lexicon. He's the
1: sweetest human. I love Kevin Smith. His energy is something else, man. I don't know how he does it. I <laughs> don't know how he does it. He is like the Energizer Bunny because his plate is full. I mean, that dude goes from one. One thing to the next, and the next, and the next, and the next, and the next. He's always in demand for everything, and it's admirable. And I'm glad to see that that his all all of our craziness back then paid off uh, for him, because at the time, I didn't think he knew what the hell he was doing. So, you know, <laughs> I don't think movie, he knew and, what the hell and, he and was doing. And then the movie bombed, and so it confirmed that <laughs> <laughs> the hell
2: he's doing. You know,
1: yeah. yeah little did little did I know.
2: And now, yeah, uh, thirty years later, we're clamoring for your presence in the disco. It's world. it's
1: a he has a he has a, a, a thing. Uh, uh, rats took it took Marat's for people to be able to watch it with their beers and bongs and watch it like over and over and like really enjoy it the way that it's supposed to be seen in mm-hmm. a theater. It's too much. It was too much to take all in at on once, and you go, wait, this is funny. Wait, what's funny? But I don't. That's I'm I'm still trying to get that joke while this joke's going on, and so there it was almost like too much to process um and i I remember anchorman being the same way with me i walked out of anchorman i thought anchorman was the worst movie i'd ever been to in my entire life and uh now it's one of my favorite movies because i you know finally took the time to like watch but i remember taking my dad this to the we went to the, we had the premiere of Mallrats and it was a blowout. It was huge. It was amazing. I was convinced this was going to be the biggest movie ever. And so then my dad, so I flew my dad into town uh, and it took him. To, I wanted to take him to a theater to see it. We were going to go to a theater and watch Mallrats in the theater and watch the crowd go crazy. And we got there and there were like six people. And uh, <laughs> and uh, by the time the movie was over, he and I were the only ones still left in the theater. Everybody oh, no. left, wow. left during, this, during the movie. Everybody was just like this. is Oh, no. it was so
2: it was so it was like it's wow. so wild to think about these days because it's like it's you and ben affleck and michael rooker and stan lee and all these like huge names and then people are like this sucks. It's like, get out of here get yeah i think it's... i was when i was watching it today i was really trying to kind of like simplify the plot in my brain and and for me it, it made me happy because i was like that's why i love this movie so much it's two guys it's trying simple. to get their girlfriends back and that's yeah. so mm-hmm. relatable and i just i it's to date it's a movie never sorry him to hands. be anything
1: more than that i think that is probably the formula for why it works because it is I so relatable it. to everybody on that sort of just base level and it's just goofy it's yeah silly, it's silly but and it's silliness that kind of is like it's it's multi-generational it, it doesn't like comedy itself is very specific like something that was funny in the 70s like say Chichin and Chong isn't funny at all now if you go back and watch that stuff it's absolute garbage it's hard to watch it's not <laughs> funny but it was groundbreaking for the time and for the time it was hilarious mm-hmm. Mallrats I don't think is like that because it was just as dumb back then as it is now but like in an intelligent way It wasn't just playing to like one specific kind of thing, like, hey, everybody's stoned, everybody's high, everybody's goofy, look at me, laugh at me. I'm, I'm, look, I'm smoking weed. It's funny. It's Uh not a, they're not, it doesn't hang on tropes. Mm -hmm. It hangs on like real, like little moments and all these little moments in the moments. And, and, uh, Kevin had a, he was a, he, he was a visionary before I think he even realized he was a visionary. Seriously. I don't even think he realized what a good movie he made. Yeah, I remember he 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 apologized for Mallrats right, a couple years after it because it didn't do well. Oh no, you know? no,
2: yeah. should be yeah. apologizing for Gili still. Yeah. Even he would say that. <laughs> He's not going to argue with you on that one. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think. So. There, yeah, during that podcast, I went and saw. He made a few a few barbs about it, and that's, being able, be able to laugh able to, at yourself is like the most important quality in a human.
1: You have to be able to. I mean, look, he's still making movies within Af like and for Lopez, right? I mean who gets to it do that? Something right.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's
1: hardly a failure, really. It's really hardly a failure. <laughs> right, right. You
2: want to uh hit him with some rapid fire questions there, Caleb? I'll
1: do it. Uh sure.
2: Uh, machine gun this man, but like machine not actually. Gun-less.
0: All right. We're gonna give you let me get a timer pulled up here quick.
2: I got one. How much time you want?
0: Go thirty seconds.
2: Thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. He needs, from what I've heard. All right. What? All right. I live to roast, and he's never going to talk to me (laughs) again after this podcast. All right, you
0: ready? That's all right. Go. go. All right. What's your favorite filmed ace?
1: Oh, gotta be. um... Oh shoot. I really love have... Jennifer. Jennifer Allen had one this last season that was amazing. Uh, that, uh, that 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 really sticks out in my mind.
0: All right. Uh, are you secretly Brendan Fraser?
1: No, but I've had old, I've had this old person in a, in a, in a <laughs> uh, Home Depot line one time. Think I was. <laughs> that was uh, a favorite disc golf disc.
2: Thirty seconds. But let's right ask now. more questions because two is not honey. enough.
1: Wild honey.
0: Wild uh, honey. What's it like being handsome?
2: please tell oh, us
1: lord it's a lot better than not being handsome
0: <laughs> favorite <laughs> I've professional been,
1: i've been both trust me <laughs> uh
0: favorite professional frolfer simon simon i love simon schooner or sailboat oh
1: definitely
0: a schooner all right least favorite frawfer frolfer uh nico let's Nico. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, spicy. That's all I got for rapid fire questions. Perfect. But, but I
1: have to say, I still like Nico. You just said it was my least favorite.
0: Yeah. I still like, no. I, still like
1: I still, there are things about Nico.
0: Favorite is
2: still in the type. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There are things about Nico I like.
0: No, absolutely. I, li- I heard him on uh tour life uh, a couple weeks ago, a couple episodes ago on mm-hmm. tour life. Yeah. And I don't think I'd ever... I kind of got swept up in that same thing that I think a lot of people did where you just kind of see the 10-second clip. Yeah. And you kind of make an assumption. But hearing wow. him actually, like, talk, yeah. he seems genuinely passionate about the sport. Well, I and maybe, think that,
1: ultimately, he's just a very passionate person. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. And he made the point that, like, what he... You know, like, getting up in the um, official's face at the European Open. Um, he's like, you see that in other sports... Constantly, like mm-hmm. there's constantly other or like um, skirmishes.
1: Or, no, I, and
0: I, that's kind of where I was going with just this. Gotta keep and it
1: like, classy, San Diego, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, and, uh, d- Disc golf is still golf. You don't see Tiger rushing the mound. You know? Could you
1: imagine? Like, if, if yeah, it's the same thing. You just, yeah, you don't do that to the on-course official. Yeah, you know? and Lord knows. He takes too much damn time. <laughs> it's not that complicated. It's just throwing a plastic disc. Go throw the yeah. damn thing. What the hell yeah. are you thinking about so long?
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: You know, it's it's, it's, it's stuff like that. It's the, in, it feels, I think it, it starts edging over into inconsideration for everybody else. You know what I mean? It's oh. like feeling like my space and my time is more important than everybody else. I'm going to, this is my moment. I'm going to take it and milk it. Uh, yeah. and at anybody else's inconvenience and everybody else is going to just have to live with it. That type of attitude doesn't play well with me. I don't like that attitude with actors and I don't like that attitude with anybody. I just, you know, yeah. enti- and, and this veers to that entitled place that I just don't understand. Yeah. Entitlement's
2: really. the ugliest trait there is, it is. expecting, it is. expecting things is I mean, as someone who works in the customer service industry, because I'm not graced with the movie Starface, um, n- nothing makes me want to help somebody less than when they're like, you're going to do this for me. Yes. Absolutely. Watch me find ways not to do it for you. <laughs> like, right. It's I just so unattractive. I That's just it. don't understand. I don't understand it. I blame the
1: parents. <laughs> 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 they clearly were not smacked around enough as kids or something. I don't know what the hell but that's I know, got people just... funny. <laughs> Me too. You know, I grew up in the seventies. Yeah. I got whooped. I got my ass whooped. Oh my gosh. If you've yeah. never
2: seen Sinbad stand up special called Afro's and Bellbottoms, do yourself I... a favor. Yeah. Oh, it is. But
1: so we got our ev- asses whipped. Yes. You didn't call the cops. The cops would come and laugh at you.
2: <laughs> he's he's he tells this whole story. He goes, If you did something bad in the 70s, your ass would get whooped by the whole neighborhood before you got home to get your ass. Whooped. <laughs> I've
1: got I've had my ass whooped by my next door neighbor, I've had my ass whooped by my mom's best friend, I've had my ass whooped by all my aunts and uncles at some point or another. Yeah. <laughs> Is is a you know it's that whole sort of mentality that it takes a village to raise a child, mm-hmm. and we've lost that you know. Now you can't mm-hmm. even look at another child or somebody will call you a pedophile or some stupid shit. It, yes. it, 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 but it's because of the amount of pedophiles that have ruined it for everybody. So it's not. It, it, there's a reason. You know, I don't want those people around my kids now. And it's a, you know it's sad that that's the world we've come down to. You know. Yeah.
2: But, it but, sucks. That's for sure. Yes. Yeah, what a positive note to end on. Yeah, but three,
1: one.
2: four, <laughs> <laughs> you know, pedophiles. All right, have a good night, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, <laughs> you know, you know,
1: you throw in a like a just an ugly Trump jab right here at the end. <laughs> <laughs> that's an earlier just we, promised, we promised, we, we no promised, we promised,
2: we did, we did because I had this hat on episode two and it was backwards and i was like everybody probably thought this was a totally different hat and it's like <laughs> nope it's just a disc golf hat and i don't want to hear another word about it. it doesn't help when you have this assume, haircut either i would assume
1: by now you know you've you've seen my 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 twitter my twitter, uh, my, my twitter uh, oh yeah page. It, no holds um, barred no that, that probably wouldn't be a good move but <laughs> i'm trying to get better although I'm trying to get better
0: it was kind hey. of uh, rude to drag me for my uh, my outburst at the Bass Pro Shops. I'm trying to
1: get better. Was that, was that you? That was me. Yeah. Was that you? Yes. I uh, Why hash this out? The water, the water was cold. What can you say? The water was
0: cold. Yeah. I, not my not my greatest moment. Uh, <laughs> all right, Jeremy. Hey, one more from you. Ya.
1: Hey man, we appreciate I appreciate you guys. I I really yeah. uh, I would want to do this again. Uh,
2: you know, Absolutely. If
1: you guys have any idea of how to get me involved in the pro like, proams or anything to do with the industry, anybody out there in the disc golf world, um, you know, the yeah. Center for Ambassadors for the Sport, I would love to be that because you came uh, to the right I do, podcast. I do, I do love sure. the game. I do love the game. It has changed my life. Um, and, uh, you know, I want to give it back. Absolutely. I want, to, I want to be able to give that back to the same gift that was given to me with this wonderful sport. I want to be able to give it back.
2: Absolutely. Well, that's I'm, amazing. I'm sure, I'm sure this being your first appearance, and that'll be a clip for certain that goes out to it. We'll tag it. Oh, yeah. We don't care. Yeah. Make sure we that. want you in the sport as much as you want to be in the sport. Let yeah. me go.
0: Yeah, so, I appreciate it. All right, Jeremy, give me a number between one and seven. Uh, one and seven, three and a half. Three. Oh, boy. Uh, one, yes, two, God, three. I love that. And a half. Uh, Minnesota disc golfer won the. Uh, Grace, so congrats to that guy.
2: Oh, nice. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, yeah just, you uh, can thank Jeremy London personally yep. for that. I, I didn't know that
1: it was doing that. I would have given you more, especially you just had a number between one and seven. I can <laughs> give you a very specific number between one. There and one.
0: was only seven people uh, commented to enter into that
1: giveaway. So, well, at least something good. The person that, that, that
2: uh, got it deserves it.
1: Yep. Uh, You've been
2: telling them to join because your odds right now with us are. And incredible.
0: Insane. Yeah. yeah. So well, thank Things you so much for being oh, this and then
2: they'll see that it's real. Thank you guys yeah. for having me. That was sure great. All
1: right,
0: all right, all all thank you. You guys be well. See ya.
2: Thank you, YouTube.
0: Man, get out of here, dude. Who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> <See you laughs> <like>
2: Jeremy <laughs> Paris. I don't know. That's the worst <laughs> joke I'm gonna make all day. And I'm sorry, he's just phenomenal. So nice.
0: Oh yeah. Uh what what a cool interview to have for episode seven. I know, so
2: (laughs) barely off the ground. Hey, do you remember that heartthrob from the '90s? Who's now into disc golf? Now he's here. Um, yeah. So you announced that giveaway. Do we want to announce a new one for this episode? Let's do a new one. Do a new one. Do you have one? You want me to pull one? I don't have one. Have you pull one?
0: Ooh, cracks fingers. Do the little Naruto like
2: Naruto run to (laughs) force? Oh boy, so many treats in here! What do we want to start with?
0: Chest of goodies. Let's
2: let's just do the biggie first. Actually.
0: Oh, goddamn! The biggie first. Are yeah. you gonna do it to him for the? I suppose for the Jeremy London episode.
2: It's a it's a big episode. We need a big giveaway. It is. And I think what we should do is tag your favorite. Disc Golf Manufacturer on Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Also tagged, shanked or I, or hanging loose if you're on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And tell that manufacturer why they need to get in touch with Jeremy London. I like that. Because yes. he's obviously super passionate about the sport. He's a phenomenal personality. He was very kind to us, very accessible. He didn't have to do this at all. We paid him zero dollars. It was literally just because he loves disc golf that he came on to talk with us today. Yeah, so, so
0: if he wants on if he wants to be involved like he does in the sport, I think they should let him. So yeah. Uh make a post, tag me, spicy, or the hanging loose if you're on Twitter, and uh tell your favorite manufacturer why they should hire or uh involve T S. Quint into
2: the sports and we will take all of the authors of those posts we will throw you into a raffle sorry drawing we can't say raffle drawing Mm -hmm. and you're gonna win yourself a autographed big z page pierce soul this was provided by my lovely sponsors otb discs otb uh they threw this in the package for us to give away. There's four other discs in, five other discs in there, for us to give away for them. But this is rainbow stamped. It's gorgeous. Feels great. It's a, it's an understable mid, so it's gonna turn, turn right on you. great for tunnel yep. shots or shaping shots in the woods. But tag your manufacturer, me and Shanked, hanging loose. Whatever you gotta do. Just make sure one of those three accounts sees it. Tag at Sir Jeremy London on Twitter. I'm mm-hmm. not sure if that's his IG, but I'm sure you can find him if you look. And we will pick a winner um, one week from today. And I will get this mailed out to you. I just mailed two of the other giveaways today. Did the Ricky Wysocki uh, data list and the Haley King stalker. And uh, we want Jeremy London involved in disc golf. And we're going to call on you guys to help. So, yes. Thank you if again, you... OTB.
0: Shout out OTB. Shout out Great Lakes. Uh, shout out Jeremy London everybody um, yeah for real uh use code hanging loose at great lakes disc for 10 percent. this one right uh, here yep that one just the one disc you don't have to fight just for the it one disc. but yep um yeah thanks for tuning in to another sick episode of hanging loose um oh,
2: you give us a scream this time
0: oh that's a good call all right hang loose hang loose y'all
1: ah Thanks for listening to Hanging Loose, a disc golf podcast. We'll be back again next week. Until then, hang loose.